Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about intuition. So you might be thinking, why is a strategic business coach talking about intuition on an entrepreneurship podcast? And really, it's because aside from the business strategy, I'm a firm believer that we are always working in co-creation with the universe. So Throughout this podcast episode and the rest of the podcast in general, I will interchangeably use the words God, universe, and source. Really fill in the blank or replace the word with whatever works for you, however you think of things. Um, I interchange mostly universe and God because depending on the situation, that's how I talk to the higher being. There is no religious connotation in in my use of the word God, there is no atheist connotation in my use of the word universe. It is purely a name, right? Just as some people call me Chrissy, some people call me Chris, it's really just a name. So just know that before we get into it. Otherwise, when you are building a service-based business, and really any business in general, but especially service-based, your own intuition or your own ability to connect in with a greater power will serve you well or it may actually help to block you. So I talk a lot about working in co-creation with the universe and what that means is you know that you're not doing this alone. Even if you're a solopreneur, which I am, Technically, right, I am the marketer, I am the podcast host, I am the podcast technician, I am the person doing all the accounting, right? I hold all the quote-unquote titles in my company. However, I always know that the universe or that God is supporting me and is giving me hints and guidance and messages along the way. When I first started out in business and really throughout the bulk of my life, I didn't give any credence to any of these messages. I ignored them. I didn't see them. I was unaware of them, whatever you want to say. But it was really when I started to tap into that higher knowing, tap into that idea and really feel the truth that I am constantly supported that the universe, that God has the very best in mind for each one of us. And we just have to be aware, right? We just have to notice and be aware of what's going on. So with that being said, 
I want to talk today about developing your intuition. I want to talk about what it is, what are some types of intuition, and what are some practical steps to apply that. Because many of us really have no idea other than, oh, it's a gut feeling. Which, spoiler alert, (laughs) that gut feeling is not always your intuition. Sometimes that is your ego, that is fear, that is other things coming up that are not actually guiding you for your highest good. So buckle in because we are going to get started and just dig right on in. First things first, what is intuition? Intuition, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So it's knowing something without there being a reason that you know it. So many of the facts or the pieces of information that we have flowing around our heads, you know, the history classes and the dates and all of that, those are things that we know because we were taught or we know because we watched a documentary or we read a book. Intuition is that feeling that you have or that information that you have that you can't really explain where it came from. Sometimes some really common examples of intuition are when you know, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave 10 minutes early today because there's probably going to be traffic. Now, that might be intuition. That might be years of you going the same route on a Monday morning and you know that there's extra traffic because of school buses, right? But when we start to dig into more of where is that information coming from and we realize that there's really not a a quote-unquote reason for us to know this, that's when we start to play in the realm of intuition. It's also another common example is when you get the feeling, you know what, I'm actually going to go this completely different route home. Not sure why, only to find out that there was a lot of traffic or there was an accident on your normal route home. That's intuition guiding you. That's the universe or God or source giving you that little nudge to follow a different path or sometimes to continue on the path. But it's that that knowing without a reason, quote unquote, for you to have known something. So that's the overall definition of intuition, basic understanding of it. Now, there are five different types. I say that in air quotes five different types of intuition. And these, some of these are going to be more commonly known than others. So for instance, we often think of clairvoyance as a, as a gift or an aspect of intuition. This is when clairvoyance is when you can, in your mind's eye, or you know, picturing something inside your head, You can daydream something that maybe it's something you've never seen before or it's a situation playing out or it's, you know, just two people meeting and you're like, oh my gosh, Billy knows Bobby Sue. Like, how amazing is this? There's no reason, quote unquote, that you should have this piece of information, right? You didn't 
watch it happen, you didn't see a video, you didn't look out your window and see this event happening, yet you saw it. So that's one of the more common clairs. The other four are clairaudience, which means clear hearing, clairsentience, or feeling, clairalience, or smelling, clairgustance, or tasting, that's a new one for me, I didn't know about that, and claircognizance, which is clear knowing. So I'm gonna dig into each one of these just for a second because we all have different levels of each one of these. Now I will say, especially if this is brand new to you, you may be sitting there thinking, I don't know what you're talking about, but I've never seen a vision in my life. Or I have never heard anything that's not there, right? The more that we start to work on these gifts and the more that we start to really allow ourselves to open up to our intuitive hits or our intuitive feelings, the more you'll start to recognize where these things are happening in your life. I will also say that I am very much predominantly um, claircognizant. I have had different experience with the other clairs, but it's definitely an uneven ratio. So it may be that you are like really high in one or two and you don't have much experience in the other ones. That's totally okay. It really changes with each person, with our experiences, and also our what, how we're opening up and how we're allowing them to be. So a little bit more about each one of the clairs. Clair audience is clear hearing. This is going to be when we hear sounds, words, music that isn't there, frankly, that isn't playing. Sometimes this could be that you hear a song that your grandfather used to sing all the time and it's not playing on the radio, you didn't hear it on a commercial, yet all of a sudden you start to hear the tune or you start to kind of catch yourself singing along to it. I had a, a funny situation a couple of days ago. My husband started singing this one line to a song that I've never heard anyone outside of my grandfather sing this song. And we're, we're driving in the car and we're, we were driving to take our dogs for a walk. And all of a sudden, he, my husband starts singing, Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Now, I can't even tell you what the actual song is. I don't know if it's a jingle from a commercial. I, I don't know what this is. I'm pretty sure it's an old-timey song. But the only person who's ever sung this before is my grandfather. And my sister sometimes and my grandmother, but we picked it up from my grandfather. So I, I turned to my husband and I said, John, what, what, why are you singing that? And he goes, Oh, I thought you were. And and we t and we talked and we chuckled about it and I said, "No, it, you know, pop must be around here somewhere." A lot of us have had that happen, right? A lot of us have have had that situation where we hear something that's not there. And yes, for those of you wondering, you did hear a dog bark. That was my Murphy going a little crazy in the background. Um, but we've we've had those situations where we just you know, start to hear these sounds or 
you know, we hear a, a whistle in the background or things like that. And sometimes we write it off as, oh, that's an ice cream truck coming down the street, or I must have heard it on a commercial, or it was on the radio and I just wasn't paying attention. Which absolutely, I'm not saying every single thing is going to be an example of this, but those are opportunities for you to ask yourself, what if it wasn't? What if it was a knowing without there being a reason for it? The third clair is clairsentience, and this is clear feeling. So this is often something that empaths or highly sensitive people have to deal with. And it's being able to feel a person's or a, a creature of any kind, whether it's an animal or a person or a spirit, their emotions and their pain, really. When we have a strong gut feeling or we get the chills or we get a vibe about someone, that's actually a sign of clairsentience. When you meet someone new, let's say, and you're like, oh my gosh, like we... It feels like I've known you forever. It, I can tell that you have a really great energy. Or sometimes you meet that person, you're like, ooh, I, um, I gotta go. Like, I, my kid just called me. My, my partner just called me. And you, you don't have a reason for it. You know, they didn't really say anything that seemed untoward or uncomfortable. But there was just this feeling that you just didn't want to be around, that just didn't feel right, didn't feel good, those are also experiences of clairsentience. And those, I will, I will 100% say, those are things that you really want to pay attention to. I think in 2022, you know, we've been, we've kind of learned our lesson that if you have a bad feeling about someone, you should trust that instinct, right? So if any, <laughs> I want you to focus on all of your intuitive gifts, but definitely the feelings, right? Stop talking yourself out of like, oh, but there's no reason for this, or there's no reason that I should feel so frustrated or so angry or so irritated, right? Like sometimes you just have those people who ruffle your feathers the wrong way. And it's not really anything that they say. It's not really anything that they do. It's just their general energy. Stop forcing yourself to be around them, if at all possible. I understand that there are definitely some situations where you're like, well, shit, I work directly with them. Like, I have to until I get a different job. Limit your interactions. And then also protect your energy, right? That's a whole different conversation, but protect your energy. All right, moving on. So the other Claire's are Claire Aliens, Claire Gustance, and Claire Cognizance. So Claire Aliens is clear smelling. And this is one that I will say I have I've never had an experience that comes to mind with Claire Aliens. This is being able to smell an odor that doesn't necessarily belong, right? So maybe you are in an elevator and you start to smell honeysuckle, like fresh honeysuckle off the plant. There's no reason for you to be smelling that, right? It's just you in the elevator or there's people, but they don't have any perfume or scent or anything like that on. This can also be, you know, smelling the perfume or the smoke of a relative or someone who's no longer with us. 
And it's can re- this can be a cool one because it lets you know that that person is around. Because with all of these Claire gifts, it's not just the, the visible entities that you can see. It can absolutely apply to spirits as well or energies as well. So these can also be things that these can be smells that remind us of past events. So that strong connection you have of apple pie or baking chocolate chip cookies with a grandparent, not only is that memory, and that's, <laughs> apologies for the pun, but baked into the memory because that's how our brain functions, it can also be a sign of your intuition of maybe that person is thinking of you or maybe that person, if you know they're no longer around physically, maybe they're with you energetically and spiritually. So those are things that, again, be aware of and just look and be curious about it when it happens. And then Claire Gustance, again, is clear tasting. So this is being able to taste something that you have no reason to taste. <laughs> I think that that is um, pretty, pretty obvious, right? Pretty self-explanatory at this point. And then finally, Claire Cognizance. And like I said before, this is this is my main Claire intuitive gift is this clear knowing. I'm a little biased, obviously, but I think that this is honestly one of the coolest gifts out there. Not to knock any of the other ones. It's again, I'm biased, but sometimes this knowing can be sort of like a premonition. It can also be this strong feeling of a a certain path that you're being led down. So I'm going to give you a couple of different examples in my own life. I have had, I have owned two cars in my life, a Dodge Neon, a little sedan, and a Nissan Versa. I got my Dodge Neon when I was 17 years old and I, I didn't research, right? Like I knew No one in my family had one. None of my friends had one. I had no experience with the Dodge Neon. I knew for no given reason that this was the type of car I was meant to have. So I started to do my research and of course it all aligned. It was safe. It had the, you know, the gas mileage I wanted, yada, yada. And I had, (laughs) I named her Gabby. Gabby and I had a very long relationship together and she took excellent care of me, that car. When I went to unfortunately have to replace her, I had again this clear knowing out of the blue that I needed to have a Nissan Versa. Had never had experience with the Nissan before. No one close to me that I would look to for advice had had experience with Nissans before. But when again, when I started to research it, I this hit the gas mileage I needed, this hit the size I needed for my family, my dogs, all of that kind of thing. And it was a small little sedan. It was everything that I wanted, right? And that car, again, has served me well. Some other, we'll say, more common examples of claircognizance can be when you are playing a video game or playing a game on your phone, let's say, that you have to pick, you know, a door. There are three different doors that you can win a prize behind and you just intuitively pick one and it has the best prize, right? It has the highest 
points or the coin, whatever it is. It's a game that some people call luck. I call that's your intuition. And I'll talk about this more in a few minutes, but that's actually one way that you can practice that gift, that you can strengthen your intuitive knowing is those random little quote-unquote chance opportunities in life. Don't look for a pattern. Don't always click right because that's what you do. Allow your, your inner self to kind of direct you to which one. So those are the basic clairs. And I believe I said there were five. There were six. (laughs) I miscounted them. But those are just six different types of intuition that you can tap into more, right? These are six different kind of categories that we can think about and see how we experience our intuition, and our connection to the universe, our connection to God. Okay, so now that we know the different types of intuition, how can we tell when we are having an intuitive hit versus when it's our fear or our ego coming into play? Oftentimes, especially if you are newer to the world of intuition, newer to the world of connecting with God and with source and with universe energy, We have gut feelings that aren't actually in our best interest, right? This can oftentimes, if you are building a business or you're getting ready to leave a job and you think, okay, I'm I'm ready to go, right? I want to start my own business. I want to grow and scale and go full-time, stick both feet in the deep end and go work for myself. But you have this gut feeling that it's not going to work out. Sure, technically, yes, that might be your intuition. But more likely than not, that is your ego and your fear coming into play. So sometimes that gut feeling that you have is actually just your ego stopping you. Your ego's job is to keep you safe. Your ego's entire job is to keep you in your comfort zone and keep you safe. Because if you try new things, there is always the opportunity that you fail, that you get rejected, or that it's a mess of some variety. So if you stay in your comfort zone, whether it's actually comfortable or not, if you stay within the realm of things you know, you are safe right? You are safe because you don't have all these fears of the unknown. So sometimes when we have these gut feelings that are like, oh, you shouldn't do that because you're going to mess up. Or, oh, that's a really bad idea. That's not going to work out because you don't have any proof of that. Or the last time that you tried to create a business, it failed, right? If you have a gut feeling that is not supporting your best interest, that is your ego speaking. How do you know if it's your best interest? Because your best interest doesn't always mean the thing that you're most excited about or the thing that you're like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes what you want to do isn't actually in your best interest, right? Sometimes that idea of taking a day off from school doesn't actually work out if it means that you're going to have 
15 different assignments and da 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 right? There are always these opportunities for us to really learn what is in our best interest. However, if you have a gut feeling at the end of the day, if you have a gut feeling that it's telling you that you can't do something, that you aren't enough, that you're not that you're not worthy of something, that you don't deserve something, or that it can't be that easy, or something along those lines, right? Fill in, fill in the words the way you speak. But if you're having a gut feeling that tell, that's telling you that you can't do this, that's your ego speaking. That's your fear speaking. It's not your intuition. Your intuition will give you those, those messages of like, hey, this might not actually be the best course of action, but they're going to be a little bit more loving. They're going to be not always more gentle, but a little bit more kinder. So how can you practice or how can you improve your intuition so that you, one, know the difference between your ego and your intuition and also begin to be guided more fully and feel like you have a really good connection to it. These are just a couple of different ways, but I hope that they inspire you to start being curious. That's the biggest one, actually. That's the, that's the very first one I want to talk about, and it's the most important because it's going to allow you to approach everything in your life with less judgment and more of a willingness to see what's really there. So if you can stay curious or at least move into curiosity, right? You don't always have to be in that curious state because that is a difficult one to hold sometimes. But if you can move into curiosity when you have a feeling that, oh, I need to try something different. Or you get a vibe or an energy from someone. You're like, oh, I wonder what that what that's I wonder what that's about. Being curious about it and not immediately shutting it down of, okay, well, it, that doesn't matter. Or immediately saying, oh, well, you know, like they seem totally normal. It's fine. Sure, I'll go out on a date with them. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to like sign up for this training, but I'll do it because, right? Like if you have to convince yourself, if you have to convince yourself of something, 99% of the time that shit is not intuitively aligned for you. You do have to realize if that is your fear coming up to prevent you from growing or if that's truly like, um, yeah, I just don't want that. I just don't want to sign up for that training. You know, I get a weird... Social media platforms is a really good example here. TikTok is growing like crazy right now. It's uh, May 2022. TikTok is growing like crazy. There are some people who just don't feel a connection to being on TikTok. That could be fear, right? You have to look into it. This is not a simple black and white case of this is intuition, this is fear, but if you truly don't have an alignment and you're like, meh, I just, I have no interest in this, 
it's it's not intriguing to me it's not I'm not curious about it like don't push yourself to be on that platform if you don't love going live or don't love talking at length about things and you'd rather have one-on-one conversations or you'd rather you know do a blog post about something and you get the idea that you should do a podcast, don't follow through with it because it's not intuitively aligned. So being curious about where these urges, where these these nudges or these intuitive quote-unquote hits or gut feelings are coming from and what they mean, that curiosity will really serve you well. And that's, that's a mindset shift to there. It's a paradigm and perspective shift. Some other ways to strengthen your intuition can really all center around silencing the outside the or silencing the external noise. So activities such as meditating, spending more time in nature, spending time alone, listening to your body, and being silent, right? Straight up being silent. When we can start to limit the external inputs and all of the noise around us, and I don't mean just literal noise. I mean the, the hustle and bustle, the, the responsibilities, the, all the tasks, all the to-dos. When we can start to silence those and go inward, we allow ourselves to be more aware. So when you meditate, for example, and I'll, I'll be really honest with you guys, I don't do a lot of meditating. And when I do, it's typically a guided meditation because sitting there in silence does not work for me. I, I've tried it many different times, times of day, different places, different positions. Like it just, I can't do it. But when we start to silence the outside noise, whether it's through a guided meditation or a walk through the park by yourself, or just sitting out on a park bench, or just eating your lunch by yourself without listening to anything and without scrolling social media, and we just allow allow ourselves to be in the present moment, we slow down everything. We start to declutter. We start to be more mindful. We start to be more present. And we start to allow ourselves to become aware of what's going on around us. When we can stop the chaos of all the, in, all the external things coming into our internal world, we start to actually see more of what's there. We start to see more of what's available to us. So we can be more aware of that tune that's singing right? We can be more aware of those little signs that we keep seeing or those messages that we keep hearing. And when we don't have all the chaos and all the external information being pushed and pushed upon us, we can start to have a better understanding of what those gut feelings are because we're not smothering them. Part of the problem as we go about our everyday life in the 21st century is there is so much external stimuli that our own internal narrative or internal dialogue gets 
smothered. That's, the, that's really, honestly, the best way to describe it, right? And I'm sure that you've had these experiences where you have something in your mind that you're thinking of or an idea or something pops in and then your coworker comes in or your coach comes in or your client comes in or your, your VA sends you an IM and there's this, this squashing, right? That idea or that thought that you were holding on to is gone. It's been covered by the, the 15 things that are coming at you. So the first, the, the biggest way to increase your intuition is to be curious. The second is to start to limit the external stimuli. Some other ones are to really, when you are mindful, just start to look at your five senses and start to engage them, right? So I talked through the six different Claire gifts and they're all sense related, right? There's smell, taste, feel, all of that. So when we can be more aware of the sense that we have coming in or of the sounds that we have coming in, when we can raise our awareness in our five senses, we start to increase our awareness overall of all of our senses, intuition being one of them. Another really great activity is to be creative, is to get out of your mind and into your body. And this is where something like expressive arts can really come into play. Expressive arts is this idea that you are emoting, that you are expressing yourself with no other purpose than the expression of self. So this can be things like intuitive movement where you put on music and you just dance for yourself. You just move in whatever way your body wants to move to the sounds that it's hearing. It can also be drawing with no end goal in sight, right? Get a pen or some crayons or colored pencils and don't have any idea of what's gonna come out. Just start doodling, just start drawing. Because the more that we can get creative, the less time that we are spending in our rational, logical minds that tell us that we have to do A before C, that we can't have, you know, one plus one equals five. When we can get out of that and get into our bodies more, we're actually activating the right hemisphere of our brain. And when we start to activate the right hemisphere of our brain, we start to become more creative we start to kind of de-emphasize almost that logic, that rationale, that step-by-step -step procedure that tells us that we have to work really, really hard before we can make a lot of money. When we tap into the creativity, we start to open up our minds, we start to realize that we can actually get to success much faster, right? We don't have to slog through 40 years of a corporate job anymore. We get to do what we want to do in a way that feels really fucking good, in a way that actually makes sense, makes an impact in the world, and oh, hey, by the way, pays us really well. That's the power of creativity. That's the power of intuition. So there are many more specific ways that you can get into this, right? But overall, it's a matter of being curious of limiting the external stimuli and in getting out of your mind and into your body. So I wanna leave you with a couple of very practical tips that you can go out and apply today, tomorrow, or the next couple of days. 
So if you have already started to kind of play around with intuition and connection to God or connection to source, you may have tarot cards or oracle decks. These are really great because you can pull cards to answer questions or receive messages or guidance. And actually, you get to interpret the results. So every tarot deck or oracle deck that I've ever seen or had for myself, it comes with a book that tells you kind of what the message of the card is. But you don't have to follow that message, right? You, you can. You can absolutely read it through. But if it doesn't feel aligned and there is a message that's coming through that feels more realistic, that feels better adapted to your specific situation, go with that. That's your intuition giving you that information. Another one is to test your hunches. So I talked about this a little bit before, but if you play any kind of video games or phone games, tablet, etc., where you have to like pick a door or pick a certain bucket to see what kind of rewards or prizes you'll win for that day, try it out. See, like, which one are you drawn to? Which one catches your eye first? And test that. Do that for a couple of days in a row and see if anything changes. When you stop thinking that you always have to go for the door on the left or you always have to go for the gold bucket and instead you go for whichever one catches your eye first, you may notice that you start to get the bigger and bigger prizes. And that may sound like a really silly example, but the more frequently we can play into our intuition, the stronger it becomes. You don't necessarily want it to be that you set aside five minutes every day and that's when you do your intuition work. It doesn't work like that. Just like you can't turn on and off your hearing or on and off your vision, you can't really turn on and off your intuition. But the more that you can test it, the more that you can play with it and strengthen it, the more easily you can access it and understand when those intuitive hits come up for you. So we talked a lot today about what intuition is, what six of the Claire intuitive gifts are, how to apply them practically, And then also how to tell if that gut feeling that you have is actually intuition or if it's fear and ego coming up. I would absolutely love to hear what happens when you start to apply these practices or if there are any other practices or rituals that you use right now to help with your intuition. So if you've got any comments to share or any suggestions for the rest of the podcast community, I would absolutely love if you could share a review and let us know. And if you're listening to this, grab a screenshot, put it up on Instagram and tag me so that I can celebrate with you and also find out what your intuitive gift is. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day. And I can't wait to talk to you on the next episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you loved what you heard. If you did, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review. This helps me make sure that the great bits keep coming your way. If we aren't already connected on social media, come join my community on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger, all one word, or visit my website at chrissymellinger.com. On my website, you can sign up for some fun 
freebies, trainings, and my email list. I can't wait to connect with you on socials, my email list where there's so many surprise goodies, and the next Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship podcast episode. In the meantime, go be your amazing self, Sunshine. You've got this.